Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Thursday, July 8th, 2021. Topics on today's show include the recent drop in treasury yields and my interview with head of Richie May Advisory, Nathan Lee, on automating the loan production process. I'd like to thank today's sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms and an excellence in firm culture by Inside Public Accounting several times. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit RichieMay.com. My dad heads to Salt Lake City today, and on the way to the airport, he said he was thinking to himself, with all the technological and scientific advances being made, the folks at Wrigley should be able to extend the flavor life of their juicy fruit gum, right? Not Willy Wonka everlasting gobstopper life, mind you, but something longer than having flavor for more than three minutes would be nice. Speaking of time, it flies. We're halfway through 2021, and rates haven't gone up. Applications are at their lowest level since early 2020. On a bigger scale, it has been 30 years since Terminator 2 hit the theaters. Think sending out a bid tape is complicated? Try perfecting the famous kitchen scene from that movie. And how about Jimmy and Rosalind Carter being married for 75 years? The President and Mrs. Carter have worked alongside 103,000 volunteers in 14 countries to build, renovate, and repair 4,331 homes. Top that. For links to those stories, as well as the latest on jobs, opportunities, and transitions, lender products and services, and wholesaler and broker products, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back to the show Nathan Lee from Richie May. Nathan has served in a variety of capacities during his 17-year tenure at Richie May, including leading the firm's overall practice growth strategy, as well as the firm's national mortgage banking practice. He currently leads Richie May Advisory, the firm's practice dedicated to risk assurance and advisory integrated risk management, data analytics, intelligent automation, technology, and more. He also continues to maintain an active role in the mortgage industry and is a regular contributor to the firm's mortgage banking technical literature. Nathan's experience and his passion for building and serving clients is well known, and we are pleased to have him back on the podcast today. Hey, Nathan. How are you doing? Hey, good. How's it going, Robbie? Good. Good. Welcome back. uh, Yeah. It's good to to chat with you again. I want to talk today a little bit about automating the loan production process. It's been getting a lot of attention for a while now. Where are we as an industry on this? I'd say we're still in the really early stages on this, Robbie. I think the the industry is certainly aware of the fact that technology and automation can bring some significant benefits to the loan origination processing, underwriting, just loan manufacturing in general. And there there are certainly companies that are popping up and getting involved in this area and providing solutions out there to the industry. And so I think I think we're in a place right now in kind of that adoption life cycle where where companies are educating themselves, they're aware of uh, the significance, uh, the benefits, but but they're learning a lot in terms of you know what's out there, what uh, what what benefits can be derived from it, 
How do we embark on this journey? What does our roadmap look like? What is our vision around automation? So they're answering a lot of these questions and really digging and and uncovering as much information, as much data as they can around automation. There are certainly some companies that are that are making progress around automation. Certainly, uh, some of the big companies out there have been leveraging technology and leveraging automation for a while, and it's starting to trickle down into you know the smaller and mid-sized IMBs as well. Um, but I'd say we're still pretty early on in the process. That the number of companies out there that are automating to a real significant extent is still pretty small. Uh, there are companies that are leveraging, like I said, some some sp- solutions here or there to to address or solve maybe specific use cases for automation within their operations. But but there aren't very many that are really leveraging it to any significant extent and really uh, getting some some significant lift from automation. So we're still early on, I think. Yeah, it sounds like companies are all over the map too when it comes to it. But for those that are a little further along, what do you see as important next steps the industry needs to take? I guess I guess both for them, and then what are next steps for those that haven't considered it or are in the early adoption phase at this point? Yeah, you bet. Um, I'll maybe take those in the reverse order and say that those that that haven't gotten into uh, or leaned into automation yet, I would say, I'd say just do it. Um, you know, there, there's certainly a lot of education that needs to take place. I, I would say embark on the journey, lean in and, uh, and get a toe in the water, maybe even a whole foot in the water and, and start really doing the diligence as to what's available out there, who's doing what, uh, looking for, you know, the, the groups that are more mature, maybe have more more experience, have stronger backgrounds in this area, and really start to do that research to understand what's available, what can be automated. Uh, start to build that that vision of what what the company thinks the the origination process could look like in an ideal world if technology was leveraged throughout that origination process. Start to do some of that research and gather that that data and start building that roadmap and crafting that vision, I think is really important. But, but I would say first and foremost, just lean in this this technology is available now to companies of all sizes. It's it's not just available to the largest companies out there. It is available now and, and priced at a level that companies can take advantage of and can leverage. And so I would say uh, lean in. Uh, for those that that are making some progress in the area, again, largely with solutions that are addressing specific use cases within the organization. And one of the areas that we've seen a lot of activity in within the industry over the last few years is on that front end, the borrower experience, that POS area. Um, and so there are a lot of companies that have gotten involved there and leveraged some automation, leveraged some of these software tools that are available to craft a, a much more you know seamless experience for the borrower that's one area where companies have gotten started but if that's if that's the only area or maybe they've done a couple other things i would say again it's important to focus on 
um, you know, what, what the broader vision is going to be, the more holistic vision of where the company is going with automation and figuring out, okay, how are we going to string together these different solutions? How are we going to integrate them? How are we going to create a, a more seamless workflow and a more seamless kind of straight through type processing model, leveraging automation? And so I would say that for those that have started, I would say to, you know, to, to take those next steps, mature it, look for, you know, the partners and the solutions that can bring them more holistic automation, provide platforms to them that are going to allow them to, to now take their uh, automation efforts to the next level. That being said, it does seem like a large chunk of the industry is still on the fence or hasn't decided exactly how they want to do it. What are the barriers that mortgage companies have to overcome to become more automated in their production process? I think there are several. I think one of the easy, maybe obvious answer is that there's just a comfort in continuing to do things the way they've been done for years and years or decades. The way that a loan is manufactured today is is largely the same that that it was manufactured uh, 20 years ago or 25 years ago. And uh, so I think there's a certain level of just comfort in in how things have been done for a while and probably born out of a, a re- some reluctance to change. Uh, I don't think that's always the case maybe with the with the forward-looking entrepreneurial leaders of the company, but certainly those that are that are in operational roles can sometimes uh, be a little bit hesitant to change because it does present some some risks. Uh, there are certainly risks, and I think that's one of the other, reasons why companies have been somewhat hesitant is that uh, the idea of turning over to machines or to computers, right, or to robots, what has been done by people historically just strikes some fear in people. And they, they are worried about the risks that that can present, whether it's repurchase risk or some other risk. And they worry that if I have to repurchase some loans because the, the technology messed up and, and entered an incorrect number or didn't, didn't grab the right document or whatever it might be, that that's going to present some risk for us. And, and we're not comfortable with that level of risk because the cost of having to repurchase a loan is too high. And so they, they perceive those risks as being very high. And I, I think that's actually one of the reasons why the mortgage industry has lagged behind other industries in terms of technology adoption and the use of automation is because the origination of a loan is a very complex transaction. There are lots of parties involved in that transaction and the costs associated with errors are significant. And so repurchasing a loan not only costs money, but also costs a significant amount of time and so companies try to avoid that at all costs. And because of the, the fact that the, the memories of 2007, 8, 9 are still relatively fresh for a lot of the people that are in the industry, they, there is just a real hesitancy around anything that poses a risk to, to have to repurchase a loan. And so I think that's one of the reasons why uh, there's been some hesitancy there. And so that's a barrier I think companies have to get comfortable with. Uh, what automation can do, the fact that the reality is that it leads to to more consistency 
it leads to better data quality, more accuracy. The, the technology these days is actually more accurate than humans are. And so, again, I think that's all part of that, that education process that companies have to, to really lean into to understand what can be done with technology. And then, and then they have to have that, that vision around uh, what is possible and, and that desire to reimagine the loan manufacturing process. And, and I think that is a significant barrier as well. It, it just requires a different way of thinking about uh, originating a loan. And those companies that lean in really catch that vision and understand that, that the process can change significantly and, and technology and automation can be brought in along the way to provide significant benefits, those companies will do well. And so I think that is one of the barriers as well. They've got to really, got to really focus on that vision and um, really lean in and understand the technology and, and then not, not be afraid, not, not be concerned about potential failures or, or issues along the way, but, uh, but address those, move on, and, and those companies will be successful. At some point, rates will move higher, right? That is a decent bet, but capital markets folks don't bet. They hedge and protect margins. It looks like the decrease in yields, with MBS prices and rate sheets lagging, as always, is an across-the-board phenomenon in global sovereign debt markets. The German Bund has dropped 10 basis points in yield to negative 30 basis points, and gilts and JGBs are up in price as well. Looking at bonds, and therefore yields yesterday, Disappointing mortgage application figures released may not be so bad next week as Treasury yields rallied again, meaning rates have significant downward pressure on them. Minutes from the June 15th and 16th FOMC meeting were mixed on the tapering of MBS purchases. Regardless, the release of the June FOMC minutes, which acknowledged the presence of downward pressure on money market rates, had little impact on the bond market. Committee members do not believe that the goal of substantial further progress regarding the economic recovery has been achieved yet though the Fed should be, quote, well-positioned to reduce the pace of asset purchases if appropriate, end quote. Participants also debated whether purchases of MBS should be adjusted due to strong upward pressure on house prices. Separately, job openings increased to 9.21 million in May from a revised 9.19 million in April. It would seem there are too many jobs available for this many people to be unemployed, but speak to your representative in Washington about that. Weekly jobless claims kicked off today's calendar, up 2,000 to 373,000. Later today brings Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey for the weekend in July 8th and May consumer credit. Today's schedule sees the desk conducting two operations targeting up to $5.2 billion across Gen E2 and UMBS 30s. We begin the day with current coupon agency MBS prices better up an eighth and the 10-year yielding 1.27% after closing yesterday at 1.32%. Traders see a lower likelihood of tapering in central bank asset buying. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Have you heard the story about how a Florida woman stopped an alligator attack using a small 22 caliber Ruger pistol? Another good reason to have a concealed weapons permit. This is a story of self-control and marksmanship by a brave, cool-headed woman with just a small pistol against a fierce predator. Here's her story in her own words. Quote, While walking along the edge of a pond just outside my house in the villages discussing a property settlement and other divorce issues with my soon-to-be ex-husband, We were surprised by a huge 12-foot alligator, which suddenly emerged from the murky water. 
It began charging right for me with its large jaws wide open. She must have been protecting her nest because she was extremely aggressive. If I had not had my little Ruger 22 caliber pistol with me, I would not be here today. Just one shot to my estranged husband's kneecap was all it took. The cater got him easily, and I was able to escape by just walking away at a brisk pace. The amount I saved in lawyer's fees and retirement plan distributions was really incredible, and his life insurance was also a big bonus. <laughs> if you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.